I managed to convince my, not really convince, uh, he was always down, but I managed to talk to my economics and finance professor, Professor Dr. Oliver Voyan. We recorded an episode this week, and I don't know, it was awesome. It was just cool to to, to talk to him. He's, I've, he's been teaching me for the past three years, and I'm writing my bachelor thesis with him, actually, about online educational platforms. And at some point, he also let me write a business development plan uh, on a company that I wanted to call Tripsitters, which was basically an Uber-like model for hiring people to tripsit you as as you as you did certain substances in your free time. So, yeah, <laughs> and I'm not sure how legal like this business model was, but he actually like gave me a good score on it. And that was cool. So he's a uh, he's he's a man with many interests, right? He's he's curious, he's uh, engaged, and he's worked in equity research, and he's worked as an investment banker, as a consultant, as as a million things. I'm actually not even sure everything that he's worked as, because we don't really we we didn't even touch on economics and finance during the episode, you know. But it, it was a fun conversation, regardless. And we talked about how shit Game of Thrones season eight was, and what what different plans he's working on, what he's planning on doing. And uh, it was just nice. I'm glad I got the chance. Now I'm just going to go and try to continue my bachelor thesis before he fails me <laughs> in uni. So yeah, Dr. Oliver Voyan, Dr. W, part-time DJ, full-time awesome teacher, the man, the myth, the legend. I hope you're ready. Be as comfortable as you want. I want you to yeah. to feel important, basically. <laughs> I have Voyan on the on the show yeah, finally, no. you know. But frankly, I hate feeling important. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I don't like to feel important. I yeah, you are pretty humble in a very strong sense, I'd say. Like you know, you never try to show off. You never try to anything. You just exist, and you you Because I saw you, I saw you actually like two years ago in one of our events, and I went into the classroom, and you were DJing, but no one was in the room, and you were just like by yourself going going after. I thought that was pretty cool. You know? I just went. Yeah, that was and that was uh, that was even the highlight in my DJing career. Yeah, so, uh, <laughs> my students have to listen to me. Yes, so, exactly. So, uh, so kind of only works nice. if uh, I force people to listen. Yeah. Nice. No, no, I'm I'm mm. what you would call a closet DJ. A there, closet yes, DJ. There, 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 there are many of those actually. <laughs> actually, believe me, ninety percent of DJs mm. only do it by themselves. Uh, in I don't know, in the bedroom or somewhere, yeah. uh, and they never actually play in front of an audience. And it's just. It's the fun of being creative, and it's it's yeah. fun if you do it for on your own. Yeah, without worrying about anyone hearing it or anything. Yeah. That's like because I tried with I don't know if you know the pro- program Fruity Loops, if you're familiar with it. It's a music composing program that I. Uh, no, used. no, no, no. Yeah, and I tried to I tried to like when yes. I was 17 to try to compose something, but it was just too complicated, and I didn't have the patience to actually sit down and learn it. But I just hope, like later on in the future, the yeah. technology becomes a lot easier. So. But, but that's the case because yeah. if, if we talk about DJing, it's not it's really not like it like it used to be. But yeah. it's more going into production, yeah, yeah, because you you have samples and uh, you can do loops. So it's getting more and more creative. You know, it's not like you have two turntables and you just uh, uh, mix mix two songs together and that's mm-hmm. it. But it's, you, you can really be very creative, and it's it's easy today. You know, you don't have to know a lot about music to be creative yeah yeah it's true <laughs> sadly you know, because like I, I was thinking about you know 
at some point, if I gathered a type of audience, then it would be a lot easier for me to go into my interests because there would always be people watching me go into my interests. Yeah. And that supports you in your interests. So if I ever thought of DJing, then I'd already have like a few thousand people that would listen to my, my songs, even if they're shit. <laughs> and yeah, I, th I thought about, you know, what DJ name would I, I use? You know, I have Midnight Wisdom. I can't be DJ Midnight. I can't be DJ Wisdom. I think that's bad. And then I thought, you know, if I was DJing, I wouldn't tie my hair, I'd keep it loose, or I'd yeah. be wearing a beanie. Then I thought, like, DJ beanie? No. <laughs> I guess that's also already taken, so you Probably. you really have to be creative when yeah, it comes yeah. to your it stage to name. short, nice, yeah. to the point. Yeah. Um, so, mine was Dr. W, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> yes, no, that's uh, actually when I was working at Bernberg Bank. I had one colleague, uh, and she was from from England, mm. uh, and she always called me Doctor W, and I kind of liked that. So, Doctor uh, W, uh, that's interesting. But like, your how's your DJ career going like right now? Uh, I've stopped DJing, but mm. that's basically how it works for me. You know, I'm, I want to do something new. I want mm. to learn something new, and once I master it. You know, you I'm, I move on. <laughs> Doctor, yeah. yes, I'm so, done with this. Yeah, yeah and you, you always yeah. have to stop at the height of your career, right? Of course, uh, of course. <laughs> even if that height isn't that high. Yeah. Exactly. No, uh, you're right. It's kind of uh, two to three centimeters uh, yeah, from ground level. Yes. So you, you explore a lot of interests like that. You go on. And... Uh, I really dig deep into this stuff than that what I start doing. So mm. uh, DJing was the last thing for me, which I did like two or three years, uh, and now it's uh, artificial intelligence. Oh, you're going into that? Yeah. What are you working on exactly? Trying to do? Um, well, I'm, I'm trying to find the holy grail, yeah, which is to mm. forecast uh, stock prices. Yeah, because obviously there's a lot of money in that. So if you spend your time having fun, why not also make money? Of course. Um, but it's difficult. So uh, I think I'm, I'll probably start doing something differently. So um, to kind of warm up, uh, currently I'm thinking about writing a program which where you take pictures of food and it automatically recognizes the food. Uh, because obviously we have a lot of, lot of apps now, yeah. which are supposed to help people have a healthy diet. Okay. And uh, they, they often, part of it is that you keep track of what you're eating. But it's really a nuisance, you know, if you have to kind of type everything in and then tell them how many grams. Okay. So it's much nicer just taking yeah, a photo yeah, yeah, yeah. and then you, the app knows, okay, he's had cereal for breakfast. Yeah, yes. with milk. So everyone's already taking pictures for their Instagram. Exactly, they so can they use those well pictures. <laughs> make it something that turns them into healthier people. I think that's brilliant, yeah. But like, sometimes you just can't know, like if, I'm, if I have Chinese food in front of me, it's just mixed with so much... But you, then you have to create this algorithm that checks the location of the picture and the it's, restaurant. It's, it's pretty and, easy. So Chinese foods are always dog meat inside. So the, the algorithm will know that. Yeah. And yeah. A, lot of, a lot of glutamate. So okay. I don't know what that's in English. Uh, uh, I think glutamine. Or, glutamine. Uh, so it's basically so Chinese food is glutamine, dog uh, meat, and uh, uh, these funny mushrooms, you know? <laughs> Let's not talk about dog meat. No, there's an application my roommate told me about called Bibino. Mm -hmm. Which is a which is a like pun on the words bibia, uh, like how you live in Spanish and wine bino, so bibino. Okay, and, yeah. And uh, what you do is that you take a picture of the bottle of the wine, and it yeah. automatically shows you what wine it is, where it's from, the tastes, and the re people reviewing it. And then like if we have each other as friends yeah. on this app, 
and you post and I see in your feed that you drank this wine and you ate okay. it like that. Bibino is called. Bibino. So I'm going to download that because I, I have my I have a wine cellar and you I do. have I have my my wine tracking app, yeah. uh, which is quite good actually. Yes, it's called good. Cellar Tracker. Oh, I thought you actually had a wine cellar like in your house. Yeah, well, I call it wine cellar. You know, it's it's uh, in the basement and it's basically a rack yeah, with <laughs> with like sixty or seventy uh, bottles of wine. But that's that's yeah. the dream. I'm gonna have like a I'm gonna have a wine rack and a cheese rack for yeah. sure. Not just a rack, like a room full of wine and that's where I'm gonna like sleep. Yeah, well, I'm, I'm working on that. So yeah. far my wife, she still takes the other half of the room with silly stuff like food and so on. But I'm gonna silly. slowly replace that with wine yeah, so without her noticing. Stuff. I didn't know you were a wine fan. I was gonna get actually a bottle of wine with me but then I thought, you know, we're still on you know, university property. <laughs> well, actually, I had uh, plenty of red wine yesterday evening. We had, we had a professor's meeting yeah. Uh, and everybody's a little bit frustrated at the moment, so yeah, of a bottle of wine helps a little bit. Uh, only few of my colleagues actually drink alcohol. It's surprising that, for example, Kai Zimmermann doesn't. Oh, and, he doesn't drink. Yeah, and yeah. Fai Tiemann hardly drinks any, any alcohol. I feel, like, I feel like yeah. Professor Tiemann never took a drug in his life. I feel like that's my... Uh, I haven't asked him yet, to be honest, but yeah. uh, could very well be. Yeah, maybe yeah. I'll ask him later. I don't, <laughs> I don't think he'd be too happy. <laughs> I don't think he wants to discuss his drug using yeah, exactly. habits yeah, with yeah, you. Yeah, 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 I get that. But yeah, I, then, then me and my friend checked that there's an application called Le Cheese, which is the same as Bibino, but like it's a, a, bit, a bit worse user interface. You take pictures of cheese and you see... Like what type of cheese it is and what's in it, but it was wasn't that nice. So we decided to create a ripoff app called Chizino, and we found that the domain actually Chizino.com is available for one dollar. And we thought, you know, all you need is a nice algorithm and enough people to use it to keep taking pictures of cheese, and then like you'll just automatically know what cheese this is, and then. Yeah, but that's probably going to be difficult because this is kind of going to my my food app direction because, mm. um, you know. Wine has labels. Yeah, yeah. the labels, labels you can pretty easy. pretty much recognize mm. or read what what wine it is. But cheese, different types of cheese can look quite similar, mm. yeah, and you will only know if you smell them, taste them, and get the texture what kind of cheese it is. Yeah. So maybe you also have kind of an uh, olfactory uh, sensor in your phone to do that. Yeah, it's a shame phones can't smell. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. wonder like, why they haven't uh, gotten to that. <laughs> yes, <laughs> it is a shame, yes, definitely. Because it's the one big thing missing on, on yeah. smartphones. But it's funny because I think we're smelling less and less in general. I mm -hmm. think we're letting go of that sense. Yeah. Uh, dogs love to smell, for example, and they go around, and, but like... For us, if any person smells a tiny bit, then we feel like, oh, he smells bad. We need to distance ourselves. Yeah. It depends yeah. a little bit on, you know, the type of smell. Yeah. But um, I think if it comes to male-female attraction, actually, uh, uh, smells have a big, uh, Such a, a big, big factor. Impact, I think, too, yeah. And you know, there are these um, pheromones and stuff. Yes, exactly. <laughs> no, for me, smell is important. Like I can like a girl and yeah. talk to her for a bit, but yeah. the second, like, if I get close and I smell her yeah. and I don't like her smell, suddenly yeah. I'm like. <laughs> Sorry, no, and it's actually that's the, weird, but that's the case. I think yeah. that these experiments where you know they let people wear clothes, yeah, like underwear, and then other people kind of uh, don't know who wore the underwear. They they smell it, okay, uh, and it has quite a high predictive power. So the smells they like actually, if if they then form a relationship, it's more durable 
than uh, if it's a smell they don't like. As you say, you know, you, you wouldn't want yeah, to go out with funny. a girl you can't. It's you funny don't we like. distance ourselves so much from these things, but mm. like deep down inside, they matter so much without us ever thinking about them. Yeah. You know, from, uh, I, yeah. Someone once tell me, told me, I don't know if that's true, that um, in some African cultures, they actually find it quite weird that we don't smell anymore, you know. Yeah. Uh, you know, they, they, they think it's like we are like dead people. We don't have normal smells anymore. Yeah, it is true somehow. Like 100, 200 years ago, people yeah. smelled horrible, you know, but to them yeah. it was normal. To us right now, if we go back then, we, we'd be like, how come none of you are showering? But there wasn't yeah. that much water for people to shower. Soaps weren't as sophisticated. Yeah. So it makes sense. Yeah, but I, I guess we would be killing the deodorant industry if we were going Who would down to do that. that? No, we wouldn't want to do that. Look up, yeah. Think of all the jobs yeah, lost yeah, yeah, there. Exactly. You know? how, many, how many jobs are there in the, in the deodorant industry? Yeah, yeah. Well, half a million, I would guess. That's not too bad. And that's only in Hamburg. <laughs> <laughs> True, actually. Like, two, two of my room, like my previous yeah. roommate worked yeah. for Nivea and my yeah. new roommate works for like some branch yeah. of Axe or yeah. something. Yeah, yeah, I mean, Bayersdorf is pretty big yeah, in uh, personal yeah. hygiene yeah. products. So we would hit Hamburg. Yeah. Definitely. I'm actually think, like I'm thinking about this, you know, let's uh, look at what jobs are going to be available in the next 10 to 20 years when everything's automated and because like there's uh, I looked the other day and found out there's a job such as a dog psychiatrist. So someone thinks like their dog has a problem, they hire someone and he goes and like, he makes sure that, <laughs> but like, I, I think we're not as creative with our jobs, uh, the jobs that we could do in the future, but I can't imagine like uh, what a lot of people would be doing in 20 years. <coughs> I think we will do much more social work and charitable work. Simply, I mean, with, with all the automation going on, um, mm. artificial intelligence and so on, many jobs that are done by people today will be done by computers in the future. And in principle, that's good. Yeah? Uh, but it will give us much more time to do those jobs which we want to do or have more leisure time. So we'll probably be working 20-hour weeks on average and then we will have more social jobs like caring about old people, talking to them, Trying taking to walks with them. suffering in the world. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Step step. Yes. Yeah, that's, that's, I've, I guess my, my problem would be with the universal income, like having just a uniform in income yeah. everyone's having. And I've always thought about it and thought, I don't, I don't see how that would exactly work. Working 20 hours a week, for example, with a higher wage might make sense, but having just... A, a universal income that everyone's making, let's say, a thousand mm. euros a month. These are your needs are satisfied and that's done. And there's enough technology for you to pursue your creative desires. For example, like DJing software mm. or music composing software would be mm. a lot easier. Maybe I'd wear a helmet and I would be in this 3D space and I'd see all of my notes and how they're moving mm. and how I can arrange different like melodies together to create music. I think the way we create is going to really evolve. And then we're going to have a lot more room to create. But then again, creation without an observer doesn't mean anything. And then who's going to be observing all of that creation? There's going to be a flood of content and we're experiencing that right now. But I'm not seeing how... I'm trying to fill this loop in my head, but I think like by the t when the time comes... Like at least for me, like I'm just thinking in 20 years, I need to really not have to work and not have to ever worry about working. That's yeah. my sort of mission. And yeah, then, yeah. then just work on the things that I really want to work on. And, 
become a DJ, yeah. for example. There was so much stuff in that. I'm queer. I'm overwhelmed. I don't know where to start. Well, first of all, you said that creation with, without an observer is not creation. Is that right? It doesn't have meaning, right? It doesn't have meaning. Yeah. Because if I if I sit in my room and I record yeah. a podcast, but I don't ever upload it, then yeah. I don't have a podcast. I yeah. just have a recording in my phone. It's a little bit like this philosophical question. You know, if if a, a if a tree falls in the forest, you know, yeah. is there actually a noise if nobody's there to like listen there, to there's it? There's sound yeah. energy yeah. moving for sure, yeah. but there there isn't a noise in yeah. the sense that someone's perceiving it yeah, yeah but uh, I'm not so so I think sometimes simply the, mm -hmm. the the creation is the goal in itself okay yeah the, of course it's nice if there's an observer yeah and he says well done oh uh, this is fun I enjoy looking at your creation but sometimes if you just enjoy creating something I think it has meaning in itself you don't mm -hmm. have to have an observer of course in the business world it's different yeah in the business world you create something but if you then put it into your drawer, nobody sees it, then basically you've wasted your time. Yeah, you're supposed to do something. That's what I was had, always had to tell my analysts, you know, uh, well, my analysts when, when I was running the equity research department. Mm -hmm. You know, they, they produce a lot of clever studies on companies, but the main point, you have to market them afterwards. You have to get people to actually look at them, see them, value them, and then trade on them. You know, that's, that's the main point. Yeah, so in this case, you're right. You know, the creation itself is meaningless. Mm -hmm. Uh, if nobody reads the research report, yeah. It's just like a laptop yeah. isn't a laptop if it's broken and under your desk and it isn't used. But it's like interesting. Sounds very much like my laptop. <laughs> <laughs> I'm really thankful for this laptop though, it's a, it's a beast. Yeah, 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 yeah. You have, uh, so how, how much did that cost? Actually, my brother fixed it for me, so it cost like maybe 300 euros, but it should cost 1,500 or yeah. something like that. So it's it got a good it. graphics processor? Yeah, it's got good graphics card. You can hear the fan actually, like while we're sitting here. I hope it's not in the audio, uh, but otherwise it's it's great at uh, editing software, editing, sorry, uh, yeah. videos, editing audio, doing anything I need to do. It doesn't lag. And you know, the tool that you use is so important. Uh, if I, my previous laptop just lagged so much that uh, like it just ruins your workflow and, and then you mm. can't focus as much and I'm already such a distracted person with everything I do. Like yesterday when we had the bachelor talk, you mentioned how you go through two bachelor theses. The What's the plural of thesis? Theses. Two bachelor theses a day. So yeah. that's, that's 100 pages of reading some... Yeah. 100, I, like, I could read 100 pages a day, but like that's if it's just a, a novel that I'm really interested in. Mm. But with a thesis, I don't think I can spend three hours one sitting and just go through through that yeah sometimes i enjoy doing it and sometimes it's really hard work you know and it's of course it depends on first of all the, what's the topic you know the more i can learn myself uh, the okay. more fun it is to read okay. and of course also you know uh, how's the writing you know if the style is nice and if it's if it's clear and lucid then then it's almost fun yeah mm. most of the time it isn't to be honest, yeah. yeah. But then it has meaning because you're reading it. Yes, 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 yes. <laughs> so uh, good for me, you know, I, I give meaning to, exactly. to things and people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We all do somehow, more or less. We're not using it as much. You know, I was, I'm, I'm writing the book right now. I'm trying to formulate this idea that you're a unique combination that only happens once in the, in the universe. And everything that you create or the energy that goes through you only gets to go through this unique combination once. And that's just, you know, use it, you know, that's the divine yeah. quality in all of us, this unique combination. Mm -hmm. And uh, would you call that a soul? Would you, I don't know what to call that, but like, that's what I'm trying to formulate right now. And it's really <laughs> just doing things to my head that I didn't expect. Yeah, yeah, it's an interesting. And yeah, the, of course, the philosophical question is, is it really unique? 
or is if time is endless somehow and things are cyclical do you maybe, think that another combination of dr w is going to maybe you know yeah if, if you have infinitely long like it's like these apes uh, on the typewriter you know mm -hmm. if you have enough apes uh, and chimpanzees and uh, look at them for a long time at some stage one of them will produce uh, some Shakespeare sonnet or something like that yeah well fair, fair enough but the way I see it is that sure it's cyclical but it's cyclical in a way that that's always increasing in complexity so sure we're at this level of complexity right now and our bodies are at a level of complexity within how our bloods transfer transfers materials around our body how our heart beats how we yeah. breathe all of this works together at this level of complexity it becomes automatic and something we don't think about and then we can jump to the next level so i think that what's going to happen is we automate everything we realize that we we're re very immature when it comes to who we are as entities in this world we are still new here and we're still figuring out where we are in the universe and everyone's trying to figure that out right and i think at some point once we realize that there is no start or end and it is just cyclical and we have just unique combinations to create through uh, then that sort of becomes automatic and then we're not going to worry about our existential dread as much and we won't think about that anymore and something else is going to come to take that next step in complexity. So I'm thinking, you know, because if you look at that as a pattern that's going to continue and then try to see that as, as, <laughs> as, as the next thing. So, so the possible outcomes is we create AI that takes care of everything physical that we need to take care of and then What's happening is that we're communicating faster and faster through our technologies. So, and that's the natural trend energy is taking. Like, when I feel pain, my my leg, uh, like my brain feels it instantly. It's not doesn't take any time for different parts within an organism to communicate. And slowly, we're becoming one organism. And then there's not going to be much time between how we communicate. And I think like, if we do develop digital chips that we put in our heads then we'll communicate instantly right and then we are kind of all part of one big body a hive yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then what's the next step in complexity like there's going to be something else that we're that's going to try to find energy is trying to go, it's going to try and find another way for it to express itself in another funny way yeah. and that's that's i'm just thinking what could that other way be or what's the way that we're going forward randomness comes in and it's like slaps you in the face and yeah, yeah actually if, uh, if you look at it from an engineering perspective yeah, or physical perspective mm. um, uh, how, how would i how would i say that to a layman um, <laughs> <laughs> he's talking about you guys yeah. no um, talking about you yeah, 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 no no um, but um if so well, I had this, this is 25 years ago, when I was studying uh, thermodynamics. Okay. Uh, and uh, this is about what happens to energy. And whatever happens in the universe, um, energy is always transformed to entropy. And entropy simply means uh, less order. Yeah. So in principle, we're going from a quite ordered state in the universe to an always less, less and less ordered state. And the funny thing is the, the least ordered state, when everything is entropy, in a way is ordered again, because it means uh, there's, there's utter chaos. Yeah? And we, from, from a physical standpoint, we can't prevent that. It's happening all the time. Every time you're moving, uh, you, you are transforming energy into entropy. Yeah? And uh, in that way, actually, the universe shouldn't be cyclical, but we're moving to a point where, in the end, we are one big frozen mass, if you want to put it that way.
But that's a couple of billion years down the road, so yeah, we can like, keep talking for a while still. Yeah, I can, <laughs> I can think about that, and I can think, okay, energy is going to go into into that state of just filling empty space and everything yeah. is dispersed and yeah. we're frozen. But then there's our involvement into that equation. We are, we're aware of that process happening. We're aware of energy happening. I don't think, because we're giving order to everything and we're yeah. giving meaning to everything. So I don't see that with our, with our current development of how we're always creating order out of the chaos that's always happening, that that is a likely outcome because we won't let it be a likely outcome. Yeah, so that would be a new theory, which where most uh, physicists would say <laughs> that doesn't conform to to the yeah. orthodox view of the world. Yeah. But no, it's um, I think we're talking something which is really taking from from a physical perspective billions of years. Yeah, yeah. yeah so we it's, can't go through that you know, in our heads. That's no. too much time to really. Yeah. Well, we live eighty years, ninety tops, and. Well, 95, I'm hoping for. Yeah, me too. Yeah, you're do, you, do you actually work out, exercise, eat healthy? Yeah, you yeah want to make I do. An app about, I, I do. But the, the, the thing is, the older you get, uh, the less fun it is working out. At least that's what I realized. You know, I, I used to really enjoy going running three, four times a week. And I had to force myself to go once or twice a week. You know, it's just yeah. so much more fun now. You don't enjoy it. Sitting in a rocking, rocking, rocking chair, rocker chair. What's it called? Uh, rocking chair. Rock, yeah. 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 I'm just reading up something. Yes. Listening, listening to yeah. classical music. Or watching some some Netflix uh, series. <laughs> Do you watch Black Mirror? Yes. Yeah. yeah Black Mirror is great. Yeah. The next season is coming on fifth of June. So yeah. in two weeks. So I'm not going to write the thesis. <laughs> watching Black Mirror. Yeah, it's probably only going to be six to eight. Yeah, uh, yeah. So that's six hours. Yeah, out I of my was life. about to say, yeah. It's so worth it. Yeah. You know, it is. So that's just creative. And yeah. it's so much fun because it's like the future just around the corner. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's not like it's the so distant possible. future. It's, so it's something you can imagine really happening. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, did you did you see that there was this one special issue which was, was interactive? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't like that. I don't like that either. Yeah, yeah I don't yeah. know why, but it's just yeah, more fun if whoever was creative on that thing uh, tells you what's going to happen if you don't have to decide for yourself. Yeah. It was also pretty limited options, Very really. Limited. It yeah. gave you, but it gave you the illusion of choice. But yeah. within the show itself, the yeah. Bandersnatch, they were also hinting. Bandersnatch, that, that was yes. Yeah, yeah. That, that it's that's also within this game. It's yeah. also an illusion of choice. Yeah. So that's what they proved through giving you the illusion of choice, because at the end, it's always going to end badly. Mm. So. Did it? I can't even remember because I was <laughs> I was pretty bored by it. <laughs> so I kind of uh, tested two or three different endings yeah, yeah. and I found, found, no, no, found them all what not very I, What I did, I finished like two endings and then yeah. I went to a friend's place and they were just about reaching a point where I took a different route. Yeah. And they all wanted to take the route that I already took, yeah. but I convinced them to take the one that I didn't. <laughs> and then it ended like a lot sooner because we took the other route. I got to find out what happened on that route and they were all just pissed. <laughs> and I, they didn't have any idea that that was my intention, but hey, you know, this no, experience. But, yeah, Black Mirror is definitely one of my top five series on Netflix, yeah, yeah, I would definitely. say. Yeah. Top five? Yeah. Uh, I wouldn't think of a lot of shows that really get me in that way. I, I like Narcos. I haven't watched that. Yeah, Nar Narcos is good. Uh, what else? Oh, so many. Well, I like Game of Thrones, but that's not Netflix. Dude, it's last season. Do you watch the last episode? Yeah, yeah, I did. I'm just uh, well, <laughs> frankly, it, it started with season seven already to go downhill, yeah, yeah, sure. and season eight was just rubbish. Yeah, you know, the interesting thing about Game of Thrones was that 
there was a character development. Yeah, the characters had some depth. You know, they they were convincing, but they were also changing over time, learning, you know, adapting, and kind of in season seven and eight that went they all overboard, trash, and yeah, uh, it was just you know a trashy TV series. So. I'm probably going to rewatch series uh, uh, one to six and just pretend but, there, uh, ne there never, never was never seven, season yeah. seven, eight never happened. What, uh, what's going on actually is that uh, George Martin, I don't know what the RR stands for. <laughs> so George R. R. Martin uh, usually takes between five years to six years to release yeah. every book. And it's been like 10 years since mm -hmm. he released the, the last one, the fifth book. And when I was I'm still in school, like 15, 16, I read the first three, but then I found out that the sixth and seventh book like still need a few, like five to ten years to come out, and I was like, I don't want to read the fourth and fifth and mm. still wait five years for, yeah. the, for the sixth. So you'd rather wait five years for the fourth and fifth and then? For the sixth and seventh <laughs> and then, then what? Then okay, read all yes. of them again. Okay. Because what, uh, what I read recently is that uh, one of the actors, I'm, I'm not sure which one, I think uh, Peter Baelish, uh, the actor, confirmed that the books were actually out, six and seven. Yeah. But he made a deal with uh, with HBO that he wouldn't release the books before the show ends, so yeah. no one would know the ending. Yeah. And then after the show ends, he'd release both books at the same time. So so that's my hope right yeah. now. I really hope that that's yeah. actually true, because if that is, then I'm going to to read them and forget that I saw yeah. season seven and eight. Okay, should I, should I spoiler something now or? I, I, I watched I, yeah. I watched it, so you can't okay. spoil for yeah, me. Yeah, but yeah. like if anyone's listening that didn't spoil it anyway, it's shit. Yeah. So. Now I think what many people are annoyed is that Daenerys became bad, yeah. you know, because she used to be kind of... Uh, the pinnacle of good. Yeah, exactly. And I think I can see the, the thinking of George R. R. Martin behind it, uh, mm -hmm. if it was his idea, that he wants to say, you know, creating a utopia, um, even if the intentions are good, uh, often fails. You know, you, you, uh, everybody who's wanted to create a utopian society on Earth, uh, it always ended in hell. And maybe that's, that's what he wanted to give across as a message, but simply the, the character development of, the, of Daenerys wasn't convincing in that sense, you know, it was all like... All of them, all of them yeah. wasn't convincing, like yeah. Tyrion's lines were, he yeah. wasn't smart at all. He, he, he used to be he really be, witty and yeah, funny yeah. and uh, surprising some, yeah. sometimes and it was just they, bland. They just took Jean and just threw him the garbage yes. as a character. <laughs> Arya, like, yeah. Arya was supposed yeah. to be this ninja assassin, yeah. amazing, you know, silent ninja that no one sees or touches and everything. And we never got to really see that, you know, mm. like she was stuck in a library hiding behind desks or closets. So Yeah, and then, and then came uh, here, Blue Eyes, yeah? Yeah, 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 and suddenly she teleported there, jumped on a trampoline and out of the <laughs> air killed him with a knife, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. so like, <laughs> like, it was a cool scene, but like, like, you know, like it could have been, been a lot better. Okay, so who is your favorite character in Game of Thrones? When I was, when I was reading the books, I really liked Bran. But mm -hmm. like watching the last episode, I was like, <laughs> 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 no, I really liked Bran. Uh, like the way his his character was written was nice because he's a kid in the show in the books, like eight years old, and he doesn't really know what's going on, and then he loses his uh, ability to yeah. walk, and then he becomes a type of warg that can go into animals yeah. and stuff that yeah. we see. But actually, in the in the books, you Arya and Jon can also go into animals, especially their their uh, dire wolves. 
But you don't see that in the show. They removed that because the dye worlds are so expensive to animate. I actually read the books, but I forgot about that. Yeah, like they only come yeah. in dreams. They only come uh, ah, okay. yeah, 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 yeah. dreaming and yeah. then she dreams that she's her... You know, the funny dialogue. thing is, I don't read the dream passages in books. I, I, I always get bored when, when books talk about dreams. So I just really? skip past that and but George, don't read that. George R. R. Martin, <laughs> he does it so well. Like, he did like, there was a part where, uh, at least Daenerys, for example, when she was mm. in... Uh, what was it? Uh, somewhere east in Karth, or what was it called? Um, Karth, Kierth. Yeah, let's just say yeah, you're right. Let's say it's Kierth, <laughs> and, and she yeah. goes into the t temple of uh, the undead, or the temple of the dead, actually, yeah. and like she starts seeing prophecies. Now in the show, yeah. they got uh, Drogo back, and he yeah. talked to her and how much he loved her and stuff. But in the in the books, uh, she sees prophecies, like a few pages of just yeah. prophecies being shown to her, images. She sees the head of a wolf on, on a body, and that was before the Red Wedding, so there was foreshadowing for the Red Wedding. Yeah. And when the Red Wedding happened, you were yeah. like, whoa. Yeah. So the way he did prophecies and dreams and all of that, I thought was brilliant. Like, he's a yeah. brilliant writer in general. Like You yeah. really feel like you're in that world. Yeah. Everything he describes when it comes to a room or a character, mm -hmm. the face details, yeah. everything is just on point and, and you're yeah. in there. So like when I want to write a fantasy novel when I'm 50 and I'm bored, then I'll, I'll reread them again and just take a lot from how he did it yeah. and then do it, do it a bit like him. I didn't actually know you were a fanboy of Game of Thrones. Yeah, yeah, big time, yeah. big time. Okay. Like ever since yeah. I was... Uh, yeah, I, I read the books three. first, but uh, and normally you, if you read a you, book... You read the books before the show? Yes, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Damn. Before the show was even out? Yes. Wow. Uh, well, those that, that were published at, okay. uh, at that time and... Uh, um, normally, it's w once you've read the book, when you see the show, you're disappointed, you know, mm -hmm. because you never get the detail in and so on. But I think actually the, f yeah, yeah, the, the first seasons were pretty good, pretty mm -hmm. close to the book, well made. So I, I enjoyed that actually. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The Red Wedding, for example, I read because I watched season one and two, and then I read book one, two, and three, and then I watched season three, and then the Red Wedding happened. It's amazing how you can remember these things, you know, which book you read when and which season you <laughs> watched. It's, it's irrelevant information that somehow yeah. it stays. But it, like, what I liked is that, yeah. you know, I already watched season one and two and then read book one and two, but I still enjoyed book one and two. Yeah. Although book one was like really boring mm -hmm. the first 400, 500 pages. <laughs> but then book three yeah. was, uh, I read it before watching yeah. season three, but then like I knew what was going to happen, but I loved it even more. Because it was just, I don't know, so in tune with everything. Mm -hmm. and, and then everything just made sense. And it took me a while to understand who the characters are. Like, yeah. if, you, if you ask anyone in season three, like, this character, they'd be like, I don't know his name. And, and there's so many characters, you just don't know their names. Yeah. But uh, now everyone knows everyone's name somehow. And when you read the book, you really get in touch with the characters on a different level. Yeah. But I'm just waiting for book six and seven, yeah. and then uh, yeah. we'll see. So, did you read uh, Ready Player One? Yeah, I yeah. didn't read it, I just watched the movie. Yeah, that's one of the cases where I thought, I really enjoyed the book and found the movie a little bit disappointing. Yeah, because yeah. the movie yeah. was nice, I thought. Yeah, maybe nice, but the, the book I really enjoyed. Yeah, okay. so uh, I think the read, book, yeah. book is much better than, than the film in this case. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I like how we went from talking about what people are going to work in 20 years, what jobs are going to be available to... Let's just talk about Game of Thrones, you know? <laughs> they, they fucked up season 8. Let's just talk about that. That uh, was disappointing. Then I called my dad, actually. He's like a very big fan of Game of Thrones. And he was like, man, I'm just going <laughs> to... I'm like, exactly, yeah. just put this season in the back of so my head. So does he still live in Jordan, Jordan or yeah. Saudi Arabia? In Jordan, Jordan. Yeah. yeah. 
So, so how do you watch Game of Thrones and John and Netflix? No, uh, and, uh, when John it was on Sky, right? I yeah. think he had some type of uh, cable that gave him access into HBO. Ah, okay. Not necessarily legally. Yes, but no, of course not. Yeah, we're, we're talking about Jordan here, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Nobody yeah. would be paying for yeah, the TV. Exactly. Talk about uh, yeah. So yeah, yeah he, he was pretty disappointed. What what honestly disappointed me was the fact that I never felt like there was any consequence in season eight. Like mm -hmm. like okay, Jean killed Daenerys. He put a knife in her heart, but I, I didn't feel like there was weight behind that. And then the dragon came. And he looked at John and, like, if I were the dragon, I'd at least, you know, smack John in the face. John would hit the wall, not necessarily die, but, you know, get damaged the fact that he just killed her. And then, Dro like, Drogon would burn the Iron Throne and then fly away. Then that would make sense, like, just hit John. Yeah, come, but, but he did punish him a little bit because, you know, you saw him throwing the flames pretty close to him so I think he got hot a little bit on his left side <laughs> warm, and, he, and he started sweating a little yeah, 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 we could see that yeah, yeah, yeah. High, <laughs> high risk high reward this consequence and, no. like it just make me feel something no it, it felt to me like they they should have made two seasons yeah. uh, with ten uh, um, parts each instead of one season with six parts it was just too compressed and they you know they couldn't put in details yeah Slop, sloppy writing sloppy just, writing, yeah, sloppy yeah. writing they wanted to get done with it they've been working yeah. on it for like 11 yeah. years right now just and i don't know whether that's true i think the the writers benioff and the other guy they have a contract with disney doing the next star wars movie so they I just wanted to get done with they it, just yeah. wanted to get done with it so they could move oh, on really? and earn big bucks on star oh. wars I didn't know that. Yeah. But it's just, uh, Star Wars is also going to hell, you know. As well. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but I'm, I'm not a fan of Star Wars yeah. in any case, so, so let them. Let, just let them destroy that. Let them destroy <laughs> that. But it's fun, like, Disney Plus is going to come soon, and, like, everyone's trying to go into this content uh, platform, creating content. Yeah. It's all about the consumer. I think, I think we're seeing, at the moment, peak TV, really, yeah, because um, it's so much players moving into the streaming market throwing so much money in so much. Uh, there are so many creative people getting paid yeah, to yeah, yeah. develop good, yeah, uh, good content and, and there is this just yeah. getting worse and worse so like they're yeah. going to pay more and more for something exactly better. but you know it's at some stage people will say oh i i don't want to have five subscriptions or seven you know just i'm, I'm going to yeah. go with one or two yeah. uh, and then some will have to leave the market Let's see. I guess it's not going to be Netflix. It's going to be one of the newcomers that will well, have no, to be I think be Netflix running. got its uh, hold uh, in properly. And the mm. fact that they're trying things like Bandersnatch and they yeah. did like, uh, you know, have you heard of Bear Grylls, the survivor? Uh, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. The guy who eats insects yeah, and yeah, drinks yeah. his own, own piss. Uh, he did an interactive show like Bandersnatch, but it's called You vs. Wild. Yeah. So he goes through nature with an objective, like there's a dog that got lost after. Uh, a, yeah, I actually realized on my on my Netflix home screen, like you know, up, yeah. they it shows up and you know there's some animation in it. You don't normally yeah, have that. So yeah. you so you get to choose. So he's yeah. like he's stuck at a crossroads and he has to either pass by a crocodile here or a lion there, and you get to decide. <laughs> you decide, and he keeps saying, like, "You decide, you decide." <laughs> at some point, he had to eat like either a mushroom or twigs off a tree, and I chose the mushroom. And he got yeah. food poisoning and the episode ended i was like okay <laughs> I, I would have liked yeah. to see him actually deal with how he was food had food poisoning in the middle yeah. of a snowy yeah i don't know where he was 
So that was yeah. like they're trying with new things. So I think that's cool. And I think yeah. that's very cool how they're yeah. experimenting soon. Like with, like my yeah. my brother thinks that virtual reality headsets are going to cost around two hundred euros, or so within the next five years. Yeah. So then it's going to become a household item that's cheaper than than phones, and that's going yeah. to be a game changer for sure. Like yeah. I want to see how content works there. And yeah. um, um, would be interesting to see when. Google Glass or some some kind of other yeah, I think they glasses that. come like, like they advertise maybe they're working on it. On yeah, the side I mean they obviously they had a product out, you know, and uh, it was not socially acceptable to wear it. But I think mm -hmm. once people start using VR goggles more frequently, there will be a slow comeback of these things. But this is really value add, you know. If you yeah. you if you don't need your smartphone, but rather you you have your screen, well, either it's projected directly onto, onto your retina, retina mm. or you have it somehow uh, displayed in your glasses, that's mm. really um, going to be a, another game changer. It's I like like so going too. from the old um, what's it called flip phone, phone to a smartphone, smartphone to yeah. multi-touch screen. Yeah, yeah. I, I looked at I looked at I researched this a bit and I saw that. I think that the contender for a successful class would be Apple because they would really get that down, I hope. Mm. And they have the cash and intelligence and the free time to yeah. do it, you know. But uh, how I think it would be, because I saw this version of glasses that cost like a thousand euros a pair and they were thick and, and like weird. Mm. And all they could show you was like the weather and the time and like mm. why would anyone get that? Yeah. But what would be nice is if you wear it and you, there's no buttons, there's nothing, You it's and it's hard to communicate with it with your eyes because mm. you're just moving your eyes naturally anyways. And then if I want to actually look at the glass itself, then one eye is going to twitch to the left or right and one eye is going to focus and that's just annoying for everyone, right? So well, That's going to be difficult. I, I can't manage that. Yeah, uh, my my eyes always move in the same direction. <laughs> like if you, if you had like a stain on your glass right now and you had to look at yeah. it, like wouldn't that be like very weird for you? Uh. Uh, <laughs> So, yeah. so to look at anywhere specific and try to do that, maybe like how your eye contracts yeah. or expands. But what I would think the way it should go would be is for you to wear it. And, you know, nothing happens as you wear it. You just go through your day, you come to your office, you start working on your papers, you start reading and blah, blah, blah. You make a note on a piece of paper, for example, and then you continue, you give, give your lecture. And then you talk to me and I'm like, remember our appointment tomorrow at 2 p.m., blah, blah, blah. And then you go to sleep and you wake up and when you like wear your glasses again, you go through your day and you go through the same routine and you check your paper again, you're going to see that you're going to see in your glasses that, oh, you left a note on your paper on this page, uh, check that, or there's an appointment yeah. at, at two, check that, or just everything around you. Like you have a white wall here and you'd look at the white wall and you can imagine like yeah. it would show you on the white wall that there's these things that's in front of you yeah and then you can move them around and play around with them that's yeah. how it should be more interactive yeah. with everything that you do yeah. rather than it's just showing you specific yeah. information but i think the the biggest hurdle really is not the technology this what we you're describing is is possible today okay. uh, i think the the biggest hurdle is getting society to accept people wearing such a device because that, that was the yeah. problem of google glass you know mm. you know the uh People, you know, ridicule other people going around with Google Glass, and you feel intimidated. You know, if somebody looks at you and you know he's wearing Google Glass, what's he looking at right now? Is he, is he, is he? I don't know, searching oh. the internet for my face? Uh, has he got background information on me and uh, on his screen at the moment? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, that's. I think that's the problem. You know, and okay. uh, I'm not sure how quick that is going to be to change. Yeah. Yeah. Fair enough, but I, I didn't think about it that way at all. I didn't think yeah. people would have a problem. I thought that 
fitting that much technology into a pair of glasses and still have it look good, I think that's the challenge. Yeah, well, looking good is important. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Two, yeah, lucky for you, you look as good at 24-7. Okay. You know? Well, I need, some, I need some new glasses. These are like 10 years old, so... No, but... Uh, uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Not very fashionable, really. Yeah. That's okay. Yeah. Something I yeah. wanted to talk to you about, yeah. actually. I wanted to, since we're talking about jobs and whatnot, yeah. I wanted to actually go through my life plan with you. Yeah. And I want you to just tell me how horrible of a plan it is. Like, find everything <laughs> bad in it and tell me. So, you already know about the podcast, obviously. Yes. Uh, you know about the course. You didn't rate the course yet. That's, uh, no, uh, yeah, it's true. I have to remember that. I'll send you I'll send yeah. you. Uh, the problem is I'm, I'm just an honest person, you know, and I'm just give, like, this give, give, is... giving, giving fake ratings. It's just, it's just not, not in my repertoire. <laughs> so either I'm going to watch the course. Uh, if it's crap, I'll give you one star. How, how many stars are there? Five. Five. five, five. So I'll give you two out of five is really bad, okay? <laughs> no, no, okay. Uh, it's, yeah. it's six hours long, so I don't think you'd actually take oh. the five. Yeah, yeah. No, uh, i just give you five stars. Thanks. Yeah. thanks. No, next, next time, I definitely, instead of six hours, I'd trim it down to three or two because it's like, but this, this one, like, you know, I wanted to just do it and I did it and I'm happy about that. But, you know, I told myself I'm going to continue with this line of, of courses until ma I make nine courses in total. And if I don't manage to make it profitable by nine courses, then I drop that. Mm -hmm. But I think like even making nine courses is a big investment before you expect something like that, which I'm yeah. okay with because I told myself yeah. I wouldn't stop recording weekly until I'm 30. So eight years from now, almost seven years from yeah. now now. And if it's not successful by the time I'm 30, that's when I'll be like, I might, I might as well still do it because it's just fun to, to have the record of, of what's going on through my life. Just there, you know, chilling. And anyone willing to listen to my version of how I see things, is, it's always available. And at the end of the day, I think that if you do build a following that's loyal to you and loyal for the beliefs that you stand for and the message you're trying to get across, that in itself is somehow very powerful, right? And I'm not trying to be powerful. I'm trying to have the freedom of being able to express this message in a in a better way or in a freeform way. For example, we talked about how content, uh, this is the age of content of, of TV. And sure, there's a lot of TV shows that are really good right now, but I'm saying that out of every 20 new shows, there's only maybe one that's okay. And then out of every 100 shows, there's one that's actually okay. Wow, this, this one's good. But then again, there's different tastes and different everything. And I think just having a good narrative that people can relate to is very, very powerful. So for me, the podcast is one way of creating that narrative. The course is one way of creating that narrative. And the book that's coming out is one way of creating that narrative. But one of my real plans of actually building that is to actually write a, a story, a, a narrative, a proper narrative. And I have like four to six narratives like really planned out and fleshed out. Uh, I'd flesh out the characters more, but I have the beginning and the ending. So I have, I have the story. And I want to... I want to see if I can, like, for example, if I find a job in Berlin within the next six months and I actually go and work there. I have a friend of mine who is producing movies right now. And I think, I, I think to myself, like, I've always thought that I'd like to produce movies and produce, like, a nice piece of art or cinema that really moves people in a way that I can get the message I want to get across, but not through just articulating what the message is, but by embodying the message, right? So I thought about... I don't know if I should talk about the narrative itself, 
the story oh. that I came up with. But I, I, I imagine if I film, for example, throughout the next three or four years, like one short film a year on the side with my with my friend, like I write the script out and I give it to him and like we get people to apply to, to see who we were going to cast and all of that and actually film it, do four 20-minute long uh, sketches, let's say, or, or just pieces of uh, film. And I think after having four small pieces of, of uh, like that, small like narratives that are very powerful and compact, 20 minutes each, done well, I think it would be very easy at that point to go to a producer, like a proper producer, and tell him, okay, I want to create this narrative into this length movie, one hour and a half, give me $5 million dollars. And just go sit in a corner and, and shut up. <laughs> I, okay, I, I so you want my advice, so yeah, just yeah. on on that on that bit, I would say it sounds a little bit naive <laughs> because I, I do think uh, mm. many people want to do films, mm. yeah, and so you you know you have all these study programs of creative writing and directing and so on, and they they do as part of their studies they do short films and so on, so. Uh, it's going to be, let's say, a challenge, but I guess that's not the point, you know, uh, almost everything in life is a challenge if you want to do it good or if you want to succeed. So mm. as long as you have fun on the road getting there, it's fine and you learn things and maybe it's going to work. And if not, you can change your plan. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. No, this is what I have learned. And, um, mm. Your budget sounds okay. For five million, you can probably produce a reasonable full feature film. And, and I yeah. think, I think yeah. personally, knowing myself, I think I can convince someone to give me five million. <laughs> 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 you know, like like I, I don't have, I don't have this thing in me that tells me I can't go talk to this person or talk to that person. Yeah. You know, like there was this, um, there's a CEO in Jordan that's the the boardman chaired chairman, sorry, of a investment company that, that invests in startups and like in Jordan it's a big deal and I saw him in an event that I broke into and I, I saw him come in and I was like oh shit that's him and I remember that I saw him two years before then and I saw him give a presentation and I thought to myself wow this guy needs to mentor me man like this guy is amazing so after the, the presentation we were in finished I just walked up to him directly. He talked to a few of his friends, and once he finished with them, I tapped him on his shoulders, and I looked at him, shook his hand, and I just told him, hi, I met you two years ago, and I want you to mentor me. Just, just like that. <laughs> and of course, like, my adrenaline was, my adrenaline was yeah. up by, I don't know, like, my heart was beating so fast, and I was, like, ready to, to run 10 kilometers. And he looked at me, he was like, okay, uh, cool, tell me about yourself. And I told him, like, about myself quickly, and he gave me his number, and he told me, like, get back to me. Yeah. But then two weeks later, I came back to Germany, so I didn't get in contact yeah. with him properly. But I told him, what I did tell him was, I'm working on a few things, and I'm going to Germany, and I'll see like if I come back, if I'll yeah. talk to you or, or not. So my plan with him, yeah. at least, for example, like if I actually wanted to start Bume, and, I, and you know about Bume, yeah. is I want to, within the next four years, get my passport here, release nine courses, try to create my own online brand with courses. I still own the domain name Bume, which is, would be really easy to market and brand. I don't know where the podcast would be in four years. I don't know where uh, I'm going to still write stories during the next four years. And then there's the book that's coming out. And then I have another book planned out to write after that. 
And then like after four years, if I decide uh, the movie business didn't work out. <laughs> <laughs> Highly unlikely, but just in case. <laughs> just in case that doesn't work out. I go to him and I tell him, okay, look, here's the successful online courses that I already built. This is my vision for what we can create for the Middle East. Here's my bachelor thesis that I'm writing with Dr. W about uh, online educational platforms. Give me five million and go and sit in a corner and don't talk to me. <laughs> I always say that, you know. Yeah. Give me money and go away. <laughs> Just trust yeah. me with your money. <laughs> yeah, I think, um, first of all, it's, it's good you have the courage to simply go to people and talk mm -hmm. to them, ask them for things because what's the worst that could happen? You know, you could say, oh, he's a crackpot. Uh, come on, piss off. Um, but it didn't happen. It normally doesn't, yeah, because people normally, they might be surprised, yeah, but in the end, people also feel, what do you say, geschmeichelt, Admire, um, admired, you know, uh, you know, they, they, they feel proud, you know, if you want their help, if you ask yeah. them for, you know, I, I would like you to mentor me. So that's good. Your plan is a good plan. Uh, basically, it sounds to me like you're, you're building a brand of yourself doing these different things. That's fine. There, there's one thing for sure. It won't work out exactly as you plan it. That's yeah. always the, the case with plans. But that's, yeah. that's fine. I mean, mm. you have some good ideas. Mm. Try them. Yeah. yeah, we'll see. Because like, I, I can afford getting bankrupt like twice until I'm 30. So... <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> right? <laughs> uh, most of the stuff you're doing won't cost any money yeah exactly. so doing your podcasts yeah. and i don't know your short films might, might require a little bit of money but uh, yeah passion will carry through. yeah exactly no, it's just like sometimes of course implementation is all like how i can actually convince people to as long as i write a good narrative i think people will get behind it you know like i i think people crave that type of that type of feeling where they can sit down and completely lose themselves into something that they watch. And my taste and what I watch is very, very, I'm very criti critical of what I watch and I only watch things that I really think are good, you know, besides season eight of Game of Thrones. <laughs> so honestly, like if I, because I went, because there was, I was chilling with friends of mine in Jordan like three, four years ago. And we were, we had this event we wanted to go to of a, of a short film showing and it was a 20-minute short film that we went to. And I think, like, honestly, that those were the worst 20 minutes of my life. I hated every second of that short film, and I absolutely hated myself for being so that I actually stayed till the end of that short film. I just, I hated <laughs> myself. It was badly... Can, can you remember the title of the short Not film? Not at all. No. I, I, I don't... I, I wanted to the forget The traumatic it. experience. It's traumatic, yeah. <laughs> you know, PTSD. Like, I, I want to forget about this ever happened. But it was just this, this short film about a depressed fat dude that is lonely. And he goes to work, the sound was off, the filming was off, and everything was off. But then what I really loved about the short film is that after it ended, the producers and cre creators and the actors, they went in front of the stage and they started talking to us. And they're so proud of what they did. And they think it's so amazing. And then there were, there were audience members who stood up and started talking, asking them questions. And the first three or four people who asked questions, I think they chose them deliberately because they stood up and just talked about how amazing the short film was. And none of us thought it was amazing. And I went up and I started, you know, debating like, 
what the hell? <laughs> you know, and the, the, everyone wanted me to, like, a lot of people were happy that I was debating. A lot of others yeah. were like, dude, just, <laughs> we all want to leave <laughs> too, you know, so just let's, let's end this and go. But it's just like this delusion of thinking that something you create is good just because you created it. And that's sometimes something I experienced too, like with the podcast, I listened to an episode and sometimes I think to myself, oh, like, actually, this is pretty stupid when I'm, what I'm saying or how I'm saying it. I can explain it better, I can phrase this better, I, I can phrase that better. And that always helps you phrase and articulate yourself better. But sometimes I listen to myself and I'm like, oh, wow, <laughs> this, is, this, this is pretty nice, you know? Uh, and, and yeah, but, but of course you, you have to consider also that, of course, there, there are things that are quite objectively bad and things that are quite objectively good, but there's also a matter of taste. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that there will always be people who don't like what you're doing no what. because they have a different taste than, yeah. than you have. So that shouldn't uh, yeah. no, keep, if, keep if, you from... If I will create yeah. a short film, I will make it my mission to make it a proper, well done... You know, if I don't like it, I'm not going to show yeah. it to anyone. And I think that's so important. But, but that's the point. I guess the, mm. the five people's on stage uh, to the, the short film uh, on the depressed guy going to work <laughs> without sound. <laughs> they, they, but they, they probably thought it was great. They were some trying to convey some message. Yeah, I think, but that's, yeah, yeah. that's the, the problem with a lot of the ambitious cinematic things. They want to convey too much message and they oh, to me, engage people too little, you know. Yeah. It has to be, there has to be a certain element of entertainment in it, you know. You have to be... Yeah, you have to, I, yeah. I don't know, like with my narrative, the one that like I, the next book I really plan on writing out, I, I think that a lot of people can find it easy to relate to what's happening to, to the characters. And I'm, I'm putting the characters in situations that normal humans really don't go through. But at the same time, they're very, very possible and likely situations for people to go through. And it just shows you, I guess the message that I would like to get across is life is life. <laughs> and and that's, that's it. You know? and there's, there's definitely good moments and there's yeah. definitely bad moments. Yeah. I think um, well, if you look at the most uh, successful films of all time, mm. most of them had a love story in it. Yeah, somehow. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Can I throw in a bit yeah. of love too here? Yes, so just, just as an advice from my side. No, no, I'll, I'll, I'll send it to you for sure. <laughs> you, can, you can rate it on Amazon as well. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's, that's, that's like yeah. I'm going to go around selling myself to people, telling them, like after the book is released specifically. Of course, I don't care about getting a lot of reviews quickly yeah. because I don't expect to make money off of uh, the course right now. Mm. But the book, like, I really, like, I'm going to go to every person I know and, and have them rate it for sure because yeah. just having having a book with a high rating mm. out of nowhere is just going to boost my brand, like, a lot. Yeah, yeah, but it true. has to be yeah. a good book, you know, yeah. as well because I can't allow myself uh, to write a book. Uh, you have to get both things right. So, yeah. again, also for books, there's so many good writers, so many creative yeah, people. Yeah. Um, if you don't get the marketing right... Yeah. Uh, Nobody will read you. Nobody, Nobody will see will you. You know, it's you, this yeah. long tail Amazon business. It's like they have get the keywords right yeah. and make some few thousand dollars a month, and that's but, it. But who told me that? That I think Amazon has Kai Zimmerman. Yeah, he he um, he, he was recently uh, doing a practice run for his uh, lecture for getting a new professorship, and uh, in that practice run, he told me I think that Amazon has. 250 million products listed. Okay. Yeah. And probably half of that is going to be books. Yeah. So I don't know. I'm guessing now. So they have 100 million books. 
Uh, and you can probably be quite sure that 95% of them no, probably have sold less than five copies. Yeah. 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 Like my dissertation. Mm. <laughs> no, actually, I think I've sold like 100 copies or something like that. Yeah. So, what yeah. was it about? Uh, airline Networks was the title. Okay. Uh, and it was about airline networks. Yeah. Uh, so no surprise inside. <laughs> you you want to sell it to the people? Or? No, no. Uh, <laughs> no, the listeners of your podcast wouldn't understand it. <laughs> oh. yeah. No, it's basically, I, I wouldn't even say it's a book. You know, you in Germany, I don't know how it's in other countries, if you do your PhD thesis, you have to publish it. And that means you have to have a, a print run of at least 250 copies. Yeah, so that's what I did. Printed 250 copies. And then you get a few taken up by the libraries around Germany and the rest I have at home. And occasionally I give one away as a present. <laughs> Imagine, I'm giving you a present of my dissertation. <laughs> yeah, it's, you, you can see the tears and the eyes uh, of joy. Man. Yes. Like that's, I, I yeah. wish I could get a present like that. Yes. I no. value it like more than my bachelor thesis probably. <laughs> No, the, my present will be two to five stars for you. <laughs> Just if you roll a dice, you know, if it's six, you roll again. Yes. If it's one, you roll again. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, uh, like Yahtzee. <laughs> oh, Yahtzee, I haven't played that for yeah, like played, ages. I played it like three days ago with Jan and his yeah. girlfriend and I was just like, what is this game? <laughs> it was so confusing at the beginning, but then I got it and it made sense. It's, it's, it's funny, it's like something from my youth. The last time mm. I played it, I was probably a teenager. Mm. And I never actually got to know what the name is supposed to mean. Have you got any idea? Why is it called Yatsi? I think it sounds cool. I think like Yatsi. <laughs> you know? <laughs> like, okay, yeah, like, so maybe it's just the phonetics. Yeah, that yeah make, like, like yeah. Yahoo, but yeah. where does the C come from? Yeah, like maybe it's some ancient German spell used by witches in ancient mm -hmm. times to. I don't know. Yeah, to um, to uh, make the gods of randomness. Favor uh, you. <laughs> yes. No, but I, I yeah. really I really like that. Like when you actually look at the word and you try to dissect what it meant in the past, and it yeah. literally means exactly what you yeah. what it means. <laughs> 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 like Mandela's. Yeah, 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 yeah. I often do that. So I, I enjoy the English language, even if you wouldn't notice from me speaking. But um, uh, I, I like to go into the etymology of, of words, you know, understanding where do they come from, you know, mm. what are they related to? Because it tells you a lot of about history and culture and so on. Yeah, how we think, because it's the main yeah. tool that we use to actually go on around with yeah. everything. Yes, I mean, it's an interesting thought. Mm. Could you actually think without words? Man, I tried. Yeah. And uh... <laughs> okay, I don't, I don't. We don't want to talk about your drug history. Yeah. <laughs> no, like, there, I don't think you can try to think without yeah. words. I think it just happens sometimes, and yeah. you exist. Yeah, you know. Maybe it's a little bit like dreaming because we, we don't mm. dream in words, we dream in pictures. Yeah, so sometimes yeah. like I find myself like with when I'm when I learned German and Spanish, like after Spanish, yeah. I find myself when I'm interacting with people, 
I'm not thinking. I'm I'm just interacting and I'm trying to be in the yeah. moment as much as possible. I, I sometimes have the feeling you're not thinking. Yeah, me too. Wow, yeah. So much important. Uh, and, and no, that weird. was me. No, no, no. no so it's, you're it's you're a big thinker. Good intentions. Yeah. Thank yeah. you. I, I know your 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 heart is in the right place. <laughs> uh, I I don't get insulted uh, easily. Like my roommates, uh, like tried to make fun of me for my German the other day, and I yeah. just you know continued cooking my whatever I was cooking at the time. Yeah, so in, in Germany we, we have the saying, uh, Was stört es die Eiche, wenn sich ein Schwein an ihr schabt? Wait, so, let me try it. say it again. Yeah. Was stört es die Eiche, wenn sich ein Schwein an ihr schabt? Well, what bothers you is the something that the pig something. <laughs> yeah, you got that almost right. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's, uh, what, what, what does the oak tree care okay, if a pig scrapes itself against it. You know, that's, you're the oak tree, and there's a pig down there scraping its side against you. You say, oh, come on, let the pig scrape itself. Yeah, let, it, let it scratch itself, <laughs> yeah. so just continue. On its, uh, exactly. Its so that's, that's the way you have to, you have to be relaxed about these things. Yeah, I think the yeah. only time I'm really insulted is when... My dad likes to insult me a lot. <laughs> It's, you know, you have people that can get under your skin somehow, you know, for some people it doesn't matter, you know, they can say what they want and you just shrug and laugh and others they can get under your skin. So how does your dad get under your skin? Uh, he just calls me stupid every chance he gets. Uh, and sometimes... But that's a good way to raise a son, you know? <laughs> <laughs> Normally it really gives you confidence. <laughs> a, lot of confidence. A, lot of, a lot of love. No, but, oh. but but it worked out okay. So I guess he, yeah, yeah, yeah. he occasionally, you know, he also gave you. No, he, he's so, now my yeah. alarm clock. Yeah. So I, <laughs> before I sleep, I tell I send him a message like, wake me up at nine, and he calls me up at nine. And oh, that's, that's then, cute. Then we talk. So because yeah. I find it hard to get out of bed if I don't have something to stimulate me. Yeah. And if I talk to him, then yeah, then like it makes it easier for me to yeah. start moving. So yeah, for me it's coffee really. Yeah. So. <laughs> I mean, I don't want to be dependent on coffee like mm. that much. I don't know. I don't want to build that dependence. Yeah, it is. Uh, you know, I always said, yeah, it's no, no dependence. And my, my, my oldest son, he said, yes, it is. Just, you know, live without it and you'll see. And one day I didn't have any coffee and actually I got headache. Uh, and was miserable and <laughs> a bad mood. So yes, it's, it's a dependency. Did you call him stupid? Or? Yes, of course. Yeah. Uh, every day. Every day, every day. <laughs> Actually, I'd like to yeah. explore that with you a bit more because for me, for example, finding finding someone I can spend the rest of my life with and build myself with is quite important. Uh, and I'm, I'm wondering like how you actually met your wife and how you really knew that she's, she's the one for me. <laughs> you know, like, These are the very, very personal questions, yeah, right? Yeah, <laughs> I, think, I think time is running out well, now. <laughs> no, actually, I met my wife um, when I was 16. Uh, really? So we were on Klassenfahrt. What's that? Uh, we had a school, school outing yeah, school in, in Bavaria. She was from another school, also in Hamburg. That's where I met her. We became friends at that time. And then, of course, we were still very young. So after that, we went uh, our separate ways. But, you know, we never really lost touch. And but how were you communicating back then? There wasn't SMS or no. It was we actually used a thing called a fixed line telephone. Yeah, and <laughs> it was expensive actually yeah. uh, on the boat. No, we we talked on the phone. Mm. But you know that was. I mean, we 
there were times when we were out of touch. Yeah, and a couple of years when I was lived in Cologne and Frankfurt and so on, mm. and I had other girlfriends in between. But in the end, uh, we felt that you know we were a good fit, and so when and that was, was it. it. When was it that you realized that it was a good fit? Um, you know, you just become a couple and you start living together, you take uh, your, your, I don't know, I'm not, I'm not good at these things really, so um, for, the, for that kind of advice, it's, I don't know. it's not, it's not, it's yeah. just your experience, it's not yeah. even advice, it's just, uh, I'm wondering like, at what, like how old were you when you realized, okay, this is the woman I want to spend the rest of my life with? Uh, Mid-twenties. Yeah, because we, we married when I was, uh, so we married in 93, I was 26, she was also 26. I was minus negative <laughs> three. So that was quite a while ago, so we already had our silver wedding, that's what we call it in Germany, Silber. Silber Hochzeit, 25 years of married. married. Oh, wow. yeah. So you like sort of get married again after 25 no, years? Yeah, you don't have to get married again, it's just, you know, like you celebrate. Nice celebration. Yeah, but that's we didn't cool. celebrate. So how do, you, how do you feel like she's the opposite of you in a way that compliments you? Um, she is much more, she's a very caring person. Mm. We're well, yeah. a caring person in a lot of ways. Uh, in some ways, but in other ways not. Okay. Yeah, and I think we complement each other uh, very well in, in the sense that, you know, she gives the kids things which I can't and I give the kids things she can't. Um, and she's very down to earth, so if I get crazy ideas, she'll, she'll get me back. <laughs> <laughs> like creating a food app. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Uh, um, she has to bear, suffer a lot from my, my silly things I do. No, but it's but, fun. It keeps but, it interesting. Really. Yeah, 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 yeah. And as I said, she she really she is very down to earth, and she that's what why why you know why it's a good fit. Works, yeah, that's nice. Yeah. So one more question because we're running out of time. I think our the listeners will by now have dozed off. It's not, so we we talked about Game of Thrones. We talked about possible jobs in the future. We talked about AI and how you're trying to build an application for... What do you think you want to call your application? Um, that's, a, that's the most important thing. Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't it's, even start with anything before I come up with the name of what's, no, what it's going to be. It's, um, let's say it's the most fun, actually. You know, if you, if you think about starting up a business or a new product, thinking of the, the name and the logo is where you spend most of the time because it's most of the fun, but in the end, it's also probably the most irrelevant thing. Probably, yeah. yeah. No, but for, for me, like the book, I yeah. spent a lot of time on the design, but I think like, I want it to look like a good book, you know? I want yes. to, I, like, even if people read it or don't read it, I want yeah. people to see it and be yeah. like, oh, this looks like a good book. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, but what was the old saying? Don't judge the book by, by its cover. cover. <laughs> but in the end, you do. No, no you no, always no, judge no, the book no, by its cover, you know. And do, do. Um, no, I, I don't know what I want to call the app. So, have you got any suggestions? Uh, double. <laughs> Doctor W. Doctor w. 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 W's food detector. <laughs> Doctor W. Call it Doctor W. It doesn't have to make uh, sense. No, actually, it's probably not going to be an, an, an app in itself. But I would sell it to as an be, algorithm as an algorithm for other people to use it in their applications. Uh, uh, applications. Um, yeah, that's, like that's where you make money regardless of whether or not they're yeah. profitable. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so um, it's a little bit like this this gold rush thing where you sell yeah, the shovels. Yeah, you sell the shovels. Yeah, yeah of course, exactly. Of course, this is why I'm making online courses about. Happiness. <laughs> <laughs> I'm selling the shovel. Exactly. Yeah, try yeah, to yeah, be yeah, happy yeah. yourself. Yes. 
I'm selling you the tools to yeah. be happy. But otherwise, uh, yeah, I don't really have any any more questions. I, I was just thinking it's about. Good. We've we've been talking almost one and a half hours. Really? So actually, but this I, was this was nice. Like I have to fist bump yeah. you after yeah. after this. Okay. We're back to being. Yeah. So listeners, we just fist bumped. We just fist bumped. <laughs> 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 yeah, sometimes I forget to let them know. Um, but yeah, I, I thought of a DJ name and I thought um, I want to. King Khalid. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's, that's, that's it. King Khalid. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah. <laughs> Just um, check what that's taking. If not, you know, yeah, you, yeah, you know who to thank if, you, if you're yeah, one of the, the star the, DJs I later. I want to check if the domain. Dr. W is available, drw.com or something, and then I buy it and sell it to you for like a thousand. Yeah, I don't want it. I'll change my, I'll change my stage name. Yeah. Okay, I'm going to be King. No, no, but for reals, I thought about uh, DJ. I wanted to mix Moon and Mask together. Or like DJ Maiku or Maisku, something like that. Well, Maiku sounds actually quite, quite cool. Yeah, no, maybe my, my school, taken, not so. No, not so. My cool. Yeah. Like my cool. And then I just uh, take my hairband off and dance. I'd be dancing probably more than anyone listening to me as a DJ. Like, I'm not sure of that. You know why I started DJing? Because I don't like to dance. And it's basically the only good excuse you have to not dance if you're behind uh, the, the DJ. Yeah, everyone has their own motivation. Yeah. Like, I want to be on the stage, you know, going like at it. <laughs> But yeah. cool. Yeah, yeah, thanks for doing this. Now okay. we're shaking hands. It was very interesting yeah. and I enjoyed this. Yeah, yeah, uh, sure. And let's just hope you'll find a few listeners. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, anything, so like, this particular episode, I'm going to rate five stars. Yeah, I don't think you can rate, <laughs> rate an episode, but uh, you can share it if you want, of course, or, or, or send it yeah. to email it uh, with your dissertation to, <laughs> to people, you know, tell them I did a podcast episode. You've never done a podcast episode before, though, right? No, no. No, that's the first. Yeah. Yes. Cool. I've been on TV and stuff like that, but not... Oh, you've been on a talk show, like you've been on a game show. Yeah, I've been on a game show, but also when I worked for the bank, uh, occasionally I did TV interviews and stuff like that. So, oh, you were the uh, face of the bank. Then. Not the face of the bank, but you know... <laughs> One of uh, the, uh, you know, the handsome uh, looks, you know, uh, <laughs> <laughs> utilize the assets. <laughs> uh, actually, no, it's... You know, they, especially these news channels and so, they, they have to fill 24 hours of footage every okay. day, you know, and they, they like to have people to talk to. So if there was a company reporting quarterly figures, mm. you know, it was great for them to have an analyst giving some comments or so, and that, that's what, what I occasionally did. Okay, then, cool. yeah. no, I'm, I'm very happy to have had you here. That was uh, awesome. It took a while to get yeah. here. That's my first, first podcast. Yeah, that's cool. I'm happy about that. It's yeah. really nice. Um, Probably not the last one. So once, once you have <laughs> seven-digit listeners, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, um, I'll be back for I'll the always, second I'll episode. Always, I always like checking, like, I, I have six or seven guests already, and I think, like, every two years I'd like to have a have another talk with them again and see where they are in their lives again. Okay. Yeah, but we didn't talk about yeah. where you are in your life now, so it's not going to make a lot of sense later on, but like we'll yeah. talk about it. We'll, we'll do that time. next time and, and we'll go back to today uh, and see what has changed. Yeah, discuss the circumstances that happen now. And exactly. The circumstances then. Okay, yeah. that's the deal. Good. Okay, thank that's you, Khalid. Awesome. awesome stuff. Been a pleasure. Yeah. So have you had more interview partners or more listeners so far? <laughs>